Hello, welcome to Supernatural Stories, the show where you'll hear real stories of the supernatural from real people all across Canada. I'm your host and producer of the show, Cal Goodbaum, broadcasting from Rocking Chair Studio in Toronto. Hope you enjoy the show wherever you are. Thanks for listening, leaving a review, and sharing the show with your friends. I want you to all keep an open mind for this episode and enjoy the stories and the surprises. I'm not going to waste much time trying to analyze them and see how it fits, what it could be hinting at. I just thought you would like to hear some of the most amazing stories I've recorded so far for this season of the podcast. Stories that show that maybe anything is possible. Even traveling on time through the TTC. My first storyteller came across town to visit my studio in the West End of Toronto and record a few of his stories. My name is Daniel, and I have experienced a lot of paranormal activities in my life, but one sticks out more than others. I used to just hang out at an old abandoned, like, park, garden, I don't know what you call it. It was interesting. During the day, it was fun because you just check out everything that was left behind, photo albums, and just everything was left behind. It was just cool. When I was there, I went there with a couple friends at night. To me, I kind of just laughed about it, but everyone else, they're never going to go there again. We went there. We walked. It was at night. It was like 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock at night. Because I just like, no one believed me that the place was haunted. We're walking, we're walking. All of a sudden, we, there was a statue, oh, about eight statues in, in the middle of the place. And everyone was coming up on it. And all of a sudden, as soon as we see the statues, like there's a clock tower on the right of us. And then there's basically different paths going everywhere else. And it's funny, because once we got there, all of a sudden, we all, not just me, we all saw the statues move. They all turned to 180 degree, and we swear, we all swear, the eyes opened, bright blue eyes staring us down. My friends, my girlfriend at the time, basically, she was terrified she broke into tears. Same with another girl. And one guy, Bolt, I didn't see him again for at least a week after that. And the one guy, just like him and one other girl that was crying, was intrigued and they went closer. But then we started hearing noises and we just left because I'm like, I didn't want to deal with my girlfriend crying at the time. I just want to get her out of there. Even though I was just laughing about it and just... Because I'm used to that. Were these statues like gargoyles? or No, they're almost like... um, You know the old Roman statues? They're almost like angels, but they're wearing clothes. (laughs) And I went back a couple days later. And we saw one of the statues was knocked over. Broken to pieces. I was with my brother. It makes me think of the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. They made an awesome movie out of it, and the witch turns people into statues, sort of like Medusa. 
and the children have to free the, the people who have been trapped as the statues. It almost makes it sound like there was some kind of a spirit trapped inside of the statues. Yeah, that's what I was definitely thinking. Like, even, like, I would chill there still even after there with my brother, and we would see unfamiliar stuff. We'd see shadows in the back around us. Originally, the place was illegal. The mayor owned the place, and they basically would have illegal weddings without a pastor. It would be the mayor performing them. It would basically, like, and I would see pictures of people, like, staying in some of the small little huts they had there. Oh, so he was using it like his little playground, kind of. And there was illegal gambling there. I read all about it. I was doing a history check on it. It's an interesting place. It was basically just a legal playground for adults. There was a castle there. A legit castle. It was awesome. Yeah, because that's what I was imagining. It sounds like the former garden of a mansion or something where they've got follies and statues and stuff like that. But now it's torn down. There was a church there. Mm-hmm. There was two of churches. Mm-hmm. And one of the churches was pretty messed up because there was one of the statues in the middle of it with the pentagram around it. Mm-hmm. Well, the pentagram is uh, is only uh, evil when it's the upside-down pentagram. Yeah, that's what it was. It was an upside-down pentagram. Because oh, I, like you think vandals broke in and, and drew that? I think they were messing around. Yeah. Strange enough, there was some graffiti, but only in the church. Everywhere else, none. I had a story on the show about some guys, and they broke into a church, and they stole the altar out of the church. Why would you want an altar? They were really drunk. Well, okay. And that night, a ghost came to their house, and it was this ghost of this old, like, Victorian-looking guy, and he just stared angrily at them. But the creepiest fact is, like, I, I looked at the pictures that they had of people there. And I looked some of them up. And for some reason, some of them either disappeared or died some weird kind of death. There was pictures of wedding, newlyweds. There was pictures of families. Or, oh, like inside the church? Yeah, inside the church, inside yeah. the barn. Yeah. I just found a pile of an old pictures, like photo frames and everything. And some of them, like, had their names on it. I looked them up, and, like, one was found in their house murdered. The Exorcist. You've seen The Exorcist, right? Yeah. It starts off where they uncover that haunted statue. Yeah. And then the curse transfers from the statue. But my question is, why why basically, why go after my, like, my ex-friends and I? Oh, why? To scare you? Like, why try to, at least? The <laughs> question I ask every time I hear some ghost story about some weird ghost trying to scare people, you know, it kind of makes sense to me when I hear, oh, someone's father died and they're trying to send them a message. Someone's friend died, they're trying to send them a message. It makes sense to me. What doesn't make sense is some random ghost that um, sneaks up on you while you're taking a shit. Or, you know, like... Uh, <laughs> That's a situation. You know, or, you know, ghosts, ghosts that come in the middle of sex. Ghosts that, why are ghosts mischievous? Why are, why are there so many mischievous ghosts? I've always wondered. Some people have this whole archetype of the trickster misbehaving. And I think that's why you have a lot of the, like the Greek legends of gods and deities and stuff are about these trickster ones who are playing tricks on people. Uh, Loki. <laughs> yeah. Lo- it's a way to explain these weird random What ghost could have been compelled to move around statues? 
I don't know, but it seems like someone very strange indeed had built this place. Maybe they hung around. I think it's important to consider that anything may be possible. If it can't be disproven, it's not scientific to present it as fact, but it's just as unscientific to keep a closed mind to what may be real. We're not even three centuries since the invention of electricity. Let's have a little modesty, shall we? What may be out there that we don't know about? What phenomena can science not explain, but that folklore tells countless tales of? Well, in the medieval times, of course, people believed in and shared ghost tales and fairy tales. At a certain point, society decided these were quaint, pathetic symbols of a time of ignorance. At a certain point, society also was making powwows and sundances illegal. See the connection? Keep an open mind. Enjoy these next stories from Jen, who I spoke to over the phone from Vancouver. We spoke back in 2018, but she had so many amazing stories, I didn't know which episode I could fit them in. But it's episode 28 now. Anything is possible. Back in the 90s, probably around 1997 or 98, I was sitting in my living room with a friend of mine, and out of the corner of my eye, I just saw this thing appear out of nowhere. It was gray, kind of like a shadow, like you could see through it, but it was definitely there, like it was 3D. It was just this little man, and he was wearing a top hat. I used to call him a gnome, but after looking at pictures, I was like, no, he's definitely not a gnome. He's like a leprechaun. It was just so bizarre because he looked right up at me. Like, his eyes looked right at me. We caught eyes, and he was, like, doing this little tippy-toe, sneaky motion, kind of tippy-toeing, like, through the living room. And he took a few steps, and he was looking at me as if to say, like, oh, my God, she sees me, because I saw him. And then he just disappeared. 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 It was, it was like, it was so real. You know what that reminds me of? What's that? Frodo in The Lord of the oh, Rings. Yeah? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the little hobbit, and he's got the power to go invisible and walk around. That That's totally, totally reminiscent of that. And then, oh, no, they see me. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was really it was really strange. And I, I don't tell a lot of people this story because, I mean, even my own sister didn't want to believe me. She's like... She thought I was maybe high <laughs> or a little crazy, but I swear to God, like... The mushrooms kicked in? No. Yeah, the mushrooms were just kicking in. No. <laughs> no, I was completely sober at that time in my life. So there was absolutely no substance. I've never seen anything like it before or ever again. And it was so real. It, it happened and it just... I mean, it looked at me right in my face. It looked at me as I was watching it walk. It was so bizarre. I was living in a house that was, it's like an old Victorian house that was turned into apartments. I was living with a ghost, basically. There was this man that lived with me, shared the space with me. I never saw him myself, but my friends saw him. So I felt him, I knew he was there the whole time. So it was just kind of a weird building. My friend and I at the time were kind of 
curious about fairies and put out a couple of little shells in a plant in the soil and we just laid them in there and would fill them up each with a little bit of milk and a little bit of honey because we heard that that would attract fairies for some reason I don't know so soon after that we started seeing little sparkles of light around that plant and every so often we would just see like out of the corner of our eye we would see the same thing though we would both see it at the same time and that was around that time that this little guy appeared I've always been interested in things that were different even as a little kid I knew I was different I would always have dreams premonition dreams you know, even in grade one or two, I would have a dream and then it would happen the next day in school. I was always intrigued by ghost stories, things that were different. It happened a couple of times with me with celebrities, oddly enough. Like, I would have dreams that such a person, whoever, would, would be dead. And then talking about that person later with a friend, I would say, isn't he dead? And they'd say, no, he's definitely not dead. But then... Shortly after, they would die. Talking about celebrity deaths, uh, last mm -hmm. fall, I saw Tom Petty play in Toronto. And it was one of the mm -hmm. greatest concerts I've ever seen. And after nice. that show, you know, I was learning lots of Tom Petty songs. And I started, you know, writing a little song that I never finished. I got down the first verse. The first line of the song was about kind of a, a death bet between Bob Dylan and Tom Petty and I was hoping that mm -hmm. Tom Petty would outlive Bob Dylan oh yeah and then he died a couple days after I wrote that as we grow up we're told that those things are weird and you know like my mom used to tell us so many interesting ghost stories because we've got a lot of um, history on my mom's side of the family but then she'd say but don't tell anyone they'll think you're crazy you know and so as you grow up you just kind of learn to lose that side of yourself and you know for some of us it just kind of sticks around but yeah One I get a bad feeling sometimes too like I was driving down the highway once in winter and um, this is when I lived in Saskatoon I'm from there originally and I was driving down the highway to a friend's place and I just had this feeling like we needed to slow down, so like slow down, slow down. And um, then we hit a rabbit. So it was just kind of like a gut feeling that I knew something was going to happen, but I didn't know what it was until it happened, unfortunately. I had, I had something similar to that this afternoon. I was walking, I was actually going to vote in Toronto and I was mm -hmm. walking to the corner and I had a sudden feeling like, look out like a spider sense is tingling and then all of a sudden yeah. a bike guy on his bike just whipped around he wasn't even looking at all turning left but i just had this feeling right before where i slowed down and just slowed down wow. a step or two otherwise yeah. yeah um i saw at that same apartment like five or six in the morning i was walking up the stairs and as i turned to go down the hallway where my apartment was, I just saw this big, huge orb, maybe three feet in diameter, I would say. And it was just kind of floating there. It was floating like maybe a couple feet off the ground and it was just floating. Hard to describe, like not solid, definitely something I could see through, white and dark. It was just there. 
It's like a ball of energy, essentially, would you say? Yeah, big, huge ball of energy. Totally. Yeah. It wasn't iridescent. There was no iridescence to it. It was just kind of like the particles of light and dark. But then years later, I was in a completely different apartment. You know, I was watching TV late at night, lights off. Out of the corner of my eye, this big old ball of light appears exactly the same, exactly the same. Same structure, same everything, same feeling. But this time I had a cat and the cat saw it. And she ran, she ran up to it with her tail down and just kind of stood at it and looked up at, up at it for, you know, a couple of seconds because then it just disappeared. So I don't know what it was. I definitely wouldn't say it was UFO. To me, it felt more like it was maybe a family member. I like to remain open to the idea that anything is possible because, I mean, who are we? How self-righteous are we to be that ignorant about the possibility that there could be another another planet out there just like us we don't know it's who knows really you know i don't know <laughs> i don't know i read that a couple of days ago that scientists believe they may have discovered a parallel universe but who the hell knows and of course there's a lot of people out there that think you know that's just crazy much of the world many many people believe this and you've got a situation where here i think the people in the media in canada especially in the u.s Less so in England, especially here, they just simply don't believe in ghosts at all. They don't believe in UFOs at all. It's a very narrow worldview that we're kind of being given most of the time. Most people will find it impossible to believe that those stories really could happen as they were told. There must be some explanation, right? The more you listen to this show, I hope the more you'll see that anything is possible. I'm not saying that all of the stories I present had to have happened, but use your heads. I've now shared more than a dozen hours of true stories of people, and none of them were paid a cent. None of them had any reason to make this up. And all of them were compellingly able to answer questions. And their stories didn't have any obvious hole for me to pick apart. Trust me, to make this show, I have to talk to many people whose stories are simply too delusional to air. And generally, they'll get really angry at me for asking them even basic questions. I make sure that people on the show don't seem to be simply mentally ill and delusional or hoaxers or people who are simply gullible. In fact, Jen is a member of the Vancouver Paranormal Society, which seeks to dispel a lot of myths around supernatural experiences by doing research. You'll hear about some of that research in the next episode, when you'll hear some more of my conversation with the president of the Vancouver Paranormal Society, Peter Wren. If you haven't heard his true stories about the haunted Orpheum Theater in the Haunted Theaters episode, you have to go back and check it out now. A lot of people think that their pets can see a ghost that they cannot. But in Jen's case, it does seem like something was there that both she and her cat were witness to. This next story also involves a pet reacting to what seems to be the presence of a ghost. It also comes from a storyteller I consider very reliable. Hukin is a student at Ryerson University which is where I met him to record several of his stories. Again, next episode, you'll hear more from him. For now, here's his story that shows that anything is possible. Late 2017 to late 2018, I worked at a long-term care home. This was at Baptist and Steeles. And it, at this home, uh, you know, it was a very high turnover rate just because, you know, the nature of the population, right? You know, passing away, room gets cleaned out, they put a new person in, right? Very high turnover rate. There was this one particular resident, uh, I think it was Helen, 
think her name was Helen, who uh, for whatever reason, you know, just was at that home for a very, very long period of time versus all the other residents. So she was there for maybe 10 years, which oh, is wow. off the charts uh, for that home. And uh, her thing was dogs. She absolutely loved dogs. Had stuffed animals all over her room, pictures of dogs. Uh, she owned many, you know, back in the day. So I used, to, I used to connect with Helen, and she would tell me stories of her past. She was uh, one of the first female pilots in the country she was from, which I unfortunately can't remember at the moment, off the top of my head. Uh, she lived a very lavish lifestyle, had a nice convertible in the 60s, and would drive around with her two, two beagles hanging out the window and whatnot. And, uh, you know, she was in good health for someone, you know, at a long-term care home. The one week I didn't go to work, out of the blue one day my dog, I have a beagle, just goes buck wild around like, you know, 3 o'clock on an afternoon. There was nothing there, there was no animals, no strange sounds, just, you know, runs around the house going buck wild. And then, um, you know, kind of mellows out. So the next day I go to work, my supervisor tells me, oh, Coogan, unfortunately, um, yesterday afternoon Helen passed away. I was like, oh, no, my condolences and whatnot. She didn't have any family members and whatnot. When all this stuff happens, you call the doctor in the home and, you know, give a, a report. Okay, she's officially dead and whatnot. And I just happened to notice uh, the time stamp on that report was 3 o'clock. And my, my beagle just started going nuts. In the past, I would bring my dog to work and let her play with it every so often. So it was just kind of interesting. At the same time she passed away, my dog, who is, you know, 30 kilometers away from this uh, facility, just starts going. A lot of people think that cats and dogs can mm. see ghosts. Mm -hmm. it's, I guess it's because they have such stronger senses than us. Mm -hmm. They have very bad eyesight, though. They certainly can't see very much. But no. they, have, they certainly can smell a whole lot, and they have these peculiar senses. So I think yeah, a lot of people seem to say that they're dogs, they're cats. Yeah. But especially because she liked... That exact Be beagle, that, yeah, you know? and she yeah. knew him, and they had. A and she room. loved beagles all her life, and had a whole whack of mm -hmm. them in the past, and very it was just interesting. very interesting. If you've had a weird experience with a pet or animal, get in touch. Anything from hearing the sounds of a ghost animal to feeling the presence of a lost pet, to your current pet dog, which knows when people are coming or reacts in mysterious ways. What can I say? I have a soft spot for the little guys. I've collected a number of weird animal stories. I'll be sharing them in a future episode, so get in touch if you have one you'd like to include by going to www.supernaturalstories.ca and it will take you to the Facebook page where you can send a message. Or if email is more convenient, then just email to supernaturalstoriescanada at gmail.com. That's all one word, supernaturalstoriescanada at gmail. It's kind of a long one, sorry. I have a lot of experiences that are pretty weird, and I don't share the vast majority of them on this show. This show is really about sharing other people's stories, and sometimes I can't help but insert my own experience. So I'll just share some of the weirder ones from my past week. Last night I was home alone, talking to my girlfriend over text, relaxing. All of a sudden, I noticed I was smelling what seemed like a cinnamon-scented candle. I thought it was weird, so I told her suddenly I had this cinnamon smell and couldn't place where it was coming from. And then she told me she had been burning a cinnamon apple candle for the last hour. 
I made her promise she wasn't messing with me. A lot of my quote-unquote psychic experiences revolve around her. When you care about someone a lot and are close to them, often a bond develops which can't be explained within our current medical knowledge of the body. Like two nights ago, I was hungry and just trying to think, what do I want to have for dinner? I was hoping something would just come to me when out of the blue, I thought, why don't I make mashed potatoes with shrimps? Sounds delicious. It's not something I can remember having cooked for myself before. I definitely had shrimp with cornbread and shrimp with rice, but I thought it'd be nice to have the contrasting texture of the mash. Anyways, I told her I would make shrimp and mashed potatoes, and then she said, that's what she was thinking about making. I can say it was delicious, and adding okra to the mix didn't hurt. Anyways, clearly I've just got food on my mind. The sun is setting, and the cold has a way of making you hungry. And so as the day comes to an end, I'll just remind you that, as always, you can donate to this one-man show. There are links on the Facebook page, or you can go straight to www.patreon.com slash supernaturalstories, all one word. I need some help to start my next postering campaign to raise awareness for people who might have a story to share and need to hear about this show. As well as that, you can help out for free by leaving a nice review over at iTunes or Google or on the aforementioned Facebook page, which again is at www.supernaturalstories.ca. Music featured in this show was by The Underscore Orchestra with Narbon Nuff, Blue Dot Sessions with Toothless Slope, Eat with Puppy and Kitty Stuck in a Tornado, Unheard Music Concepts with The Sad Dwarf and Skin Deep. The rest were original tracks. Thank you for listening to Supernatural Stories, and thanks for telling your friends about the show and supporting a place for the supernatural in Canada. Please leave a review on iTunes or Google or Facebook if you like the show. I appreciate it. And as always, get in touch with your true story at www.supernaturalstories.ca. Till next time.